0: Welcome to C Suite Radio.
1: Welcome in everybody. Thanks for watching and listening. We are delving into the world of true crime reality here. We have a very special guest. Uh, we are chatting with retired, recently retired New York state police investigator. I mean, your career is phenomenal. We'll talk about this, but this is part of an oxygen, true crime, new series, blood money from Wolf Entertainment and This series premieres Saturday, March 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific, and this series is very interesting. Um, Obviously, Dick Wolf, who owns this universe of, I I don't even know where to start with that, Uh, but we're talking about headline-grabbing murders triggered by criminals and the need for financial gain. This is very fun. I'm excited. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Pleasure to meet you. Well, let's talk about this. This episode that will kick things off is one that grabbed national attention. It was huge. And people, I think, along with everything, were obsessed with it. Uh, We're talking about uh, a a massive murder here. Um, Let us in on this. It starts with the mafia royalty, Susan Berman, who allegedly or I we're told made her living off of ties to the Vegas mob and then she dies. Um And Robert Durst was brought to trial for this, confessed to the murder. How did this investi- investigation become presented to you initially? How did you begin to get involved?
0: Well, long before uh, the murder of Susan Berman, um, there was a, Basically, a missing person investigation of Robert Durst's wife, Kathy McCormick Durst. Uh, she disappeared on January 31st, 1982. And uh, the investigation was conducted by the New York City Police because Robert, waiting five days to report her missing, uh, went to the 20th Precinct in Manhattan to report her missing. Uh, that prior weekend, they were at their uh, weekend home in South Salem, which is in northern Westchester County. So the focus of the police investigation when she went missing was in New York City. There was a couple of erroneous uh, sightings of her, which ended up being false. So the whole focus stayed in New York City. Uh, after a period of time, the case went cold and nothing was basically being done with it. And in the fall of 1999, I received a tip from an individual I had arrested who was looking for leniency. And he was telling me about this Murder that happened in South Salem back in eighty two. I'd never heard of the case. I was in high school when it happened, but it piqued my interest, and I started looking into it, and uh, that's where it all started.
1: Yes, and this series and first episode explores this case in its entirety. When you are approached to talk about this again and walk through this story, although we know the end result, how how do you begin? Where does that process start for you as far as I don't want to say reliving it necessarily, but going through this again, if that question makes sense. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a broad question, but there's a lot to cover in a short amount of time, it would seem, <laughs> from my perspective.
0: Well, I, I was with the New York State Police for over 30 years, and by far, this is my most uh, intriguing case, uh, my most frustrating case, my hardest case I ever worked. And I worked it for over twenty years. Wow. So it was it, it was it was definitely uh a work in progress. It was uh it took a lot out of my life, but I was some somewhat happy that he got convicted in Los Angeles, but I wanted to see more done.
1: Yes, that's a lot of time to commit to something, but It's not often uncommon, right, depending on the size and scope of a case?
0: It all depends. Like I could have retired several years ago, and I basically stuck around because I wanted to see this case through. I promised uh, Kathy's family that I would see it to the end. So ironically, shortly after I charged him with murder, I put in my retirement papers.
1: You're like, I'm done. I've had enough outside of our joking (laughs) pre-conversation about... The change in technology and the way cases are investigated. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Well, this whole thing is just absolutely fascinating. And for those who, when they watch this, when you are walking through this again and retelling the story, is it common for things, perhaps maybe new things to come to light or at this point, everything has been solved? And there's not really much more to say other than just, I guess you would say bringing this story to public attention. So people know the tragedy that occurred.
0: Well, my biggest regret in the whole story is the fact that um, I never found uh, the remains of Kathy. Okay. Uh, that was my hope was to find out where she was. Um, Kathy came from a very, religious Catholic family from Long Island and they just wanted to know where she was. And my only disappointment in this case is the fact that we never found out where she was. And basically Bob Durst took it to the grave with him where she is.
1: Yes, and he died not too long ago, correct? He recently passed away in prison.
0: Yes. Uh, shortly after we charged him with uh murder in a second degree here in New York for the death of his wife Kathy, a Westchester County grand jury indicted him. Um he was to be brought back here to Westchester to be arraigned on those charges. And we received word that he passed away in the California correctional facility.
1: Now I have a question for you because I find your world so fascinating. It's so different, I think than what most people would be accustomed to. Obviously this is getting national attention again. You're getting attention again. I mean, you've investigated other things, obviously, And I want to ask you about a story about it at the end here, about a rescue that you made that I was reading and watching about. You're smiling. You know know what I'm going to ask you. You've probably told the story a million times, but I think my audience would appreciate it. But you're doing all this. What was it that interested you in law enforcement initially? Like what drove you to decide this is a career path that I want to choose?
0: (laughs) The funny thing about it, I had no interest in going into law enforcement. a teacher, and I was going to school upstate, New York, and um, a state police recruiter was on campus, and a fellow fraternity brother of mine approached me, and he basically said that he was going to take the state trooper exam, and he basically told me, well, you could never do it. It's too hard of a job, so he basically called me out on it, and I said, I'm going to do it, and <laughs> that's how it all started. And, and, the re- I don't,
1: and the rest is history, literally.
0: Rest, I don't look back for one second and regret it. It was the best time of my life.
1: Yes. Do you ever get the itch with things that are happening today? We won't go into specifics with trials that are in the public eye and investigations that are ongoing. Do you ever get the bug and go, well, maybe I'll volunteer my time or help with this? Or are you... Perfectly happy with where you're at in life now, your station of retiring and just enjoying life and doing interviews and, and this sort of thing.
0: Well, I, you know, I do enjoy the interviews. It, it, you know, it keeps me interested in what's going on in the world, especially in criminal cases. Um, I still confer with my colleagues who I used to work with. They might have questions. They'll pick my brain, which I enjoy. So, um. I I do miss some aspects of the job. I miss the people I worked with. I miss the cases, but it was time to move on. I mean, I've been doing as I said, well over 30 years. So I'm ready for the next chapter.
1: Yeah. Well, congratulations on retiring and things. So with this story being brought forth, Joseph, and we are getting this introduced to perhaps maybe a different group or different generation of people who aren't familiar with this tragic story and uh, all of these stories, what is the overarching hope that you would like audiences to grasp onto telling the story of Susan and eventually solving it, but unfortunately not being able to discover where the body is and that sort of thing? Is there something that you want people to grasp onto, or is it multiple things? I- if you can answer that.
0: I mean, he was... Uh almost giving him a compliment, an interesting person, the fact that he committed three murders that we know of, possibly more, mm-hmm. um, and that he got away for so long. People say maybe it was because of the privilege he came from, the money he came from. But to tell your audience, it's people will see things through to the end and they're not going to give up until justice is served, one way or the other.
1: Wonderful. Again, as we wrap here, one last question. You were a part of a very harrowing rescue, a jumper off a bridge. You've told this story multiple times. I think almost in every interview people ask you. So I apologize if it seems a little bit gross to ask you, but I'm just, I would love to hear this story because I think it just is a testament to you and your decorated career as a law enforcement officer and really the links that first responders will go to to get the job done it's not just necessarily perhaps maybe the negativity that might be shown or perceived or things like this but there's also the positive side too of of law enforcement and again your phenomenal career that you had
0: well the reason this particular story is so funny well you know it didn't end in a there was no tragic ending to it thank goodness but i was a hostage negotiator for the state police and um Westchester County is relatively quiet, not a lot of actual hostage situations, but I would get called out uh, several times to bridge jumpers, people who wanted to jump off the Tappan Zee Bridge uh, in Westchester, which spans yes. the Hudson to Rockland County. So I got called one particular day to a potential jumper, and when I got to the scene, um, there was the whole hype. High- Highway, the bridge was completely closed. It was just a weird sight to see because you always see thousands of cars traveling back and forth on that bridge all the time. So I pull up and I see a bunch of state trooper cars there. And I figured the guy jumped or they had him in custody because I don't see him. And I asked where he was. And one of the troopers just points up to the top of the superstructure, like the scaffolding part of the bridge. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? And the trooper goes, You're the negotiator, figure it out.
1: Oh, boy. So
0: (laughs) <laughs> I um I got on, I'm trying to figure out how do I communicate with this guy who's probably a couple hundred feet above me on the top of the superstructure. So I get on a PA system of one of the trooper cars, and I start saying my cell phone number over and over again and my name, nothing. About a half hour later, my phone rings, and it's a number I don't recognize, and sure enough, it's the guy on top of the bridge. So we're going back and forth and he would hang up on me and I'm waiting for him to jump, but he didn't. And he called me back and we're going back and forth. Long story short, I told him that I'm scared of heights and I am scared of heights. And I said, I'm standing here on the bridge and I'm, my legs are shaking. And he said, well, if you come up and get me, I'll come down with you. And I was not ready for that. And I'm wearing a suit and, um, our special operation response team, basically our SWAT guys, they landed in a helicopter and he put on some repelling gear and I climbed up these little, this little ladder all the way to the top of the bridge. And, um, he came and shook my hand and brought him down.
1: Wow. Wonderful. Well, this is a fantastic series coming your way, folks. It is, uh, a brand new series from Mr. Dick Wolf, uh, blood and money. And again, it, We'll expose the links, disgruntled friends, family, furious people, jilted lovers. (laughs) There's something for everybody in this. Uh, We'll go for wealth. It premieres on Oxygen on Saturday, March 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific. And Mr. Joseph Becerra, thank you for your time. It was a true honor to meet you and chat with you. Thank you for your service and all the things that you've done. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time.
0: My pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.